0: blog
1: talk radio and welcome to another episode of three and out i'm your host sammy g and alongside me as always is the doc doc how are you sir I'm good, man. I am tired from last night staying up late watching the game, but I'm good. The longest game in, in college football history, I think, man. It was exhausting. I think you know. I I looked at the clock. It was one a.m. when I when I when I finally came to. But yeah, listen, they, we got
2: They got to adjust those kickoff times for us in the East Coast here.
1: It's just not right, man. Eight eight <laughs> o'clock is not right. <laughs> well, especially when you got every other play being. Uh, being reviewed, too. That that puts a lot of time into there as well. Listen, we got a great show tonight for our listeners, uh, great guests on tonight, special guests actually from uh, a former Alabama Crimson Tide wide receiver and two-time national champion Christian Jones will be on the show with us to talk about the game tonight, or excuse me, last night, and also special guest Aaron Evans, the starting left tackle from the newly crowned national champion, University of Central Florida Knights. We'll be on the show as yep. well, so we'll have a chance to talk to two national champions in one night tonight. Looking forward to it, uh, and Doc, I know you're looking forward to getting into that a little bit as well. Yeah, we got co- co-national champions, in my opinion, just like uh,
2: 1990 uh, Georgia Tech, uh, Georgia Tech, Washington, I believe, right? Yeah,
1: and then didn't I think BYU sh- shared once as well uh, with another team as well? So I mean, there's it happens; it, it's possible. Uh, Doc, yep. give them the call-in number for our
2: listeners so they can give us a call in. Yeah, give us a call, 657-383-1684. 657-383-1684. Give us a call to discuss who you think are the true national champions. Big parade over the weekend in Orlando. Big parade, I'm sure, in Tuscaloosa. we
1: got parades everywhere. Who's the national champion? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know either, but I will tell you, I was in Cotton Orlando traffic on Sunday from the parade over Disney, and I wasn't the happiest of campers because that's that that I four is a parking lot to begin with. Uh, but listen, nonetheless, everyone is celebrating uh, something. So uh, you know, let's let's just get right into it. From last night, uh, Doc, last night probably one of the best national championship games ever played. Uh, very exciting. Uh, obviously, the Crimson Tide was just. A little too much in the end for Georgia winning twenty six to twenty-three. Um lot of lot of fat, a lot of things went on in this game. There's a lot of plot twists, a lot of drama. Uh first and foremost, obviously, uh I thought Georgia played a phenomenal game uh against Bama. They they shut Bama down in the first half. Uh their their defense was just all over that Roquan Smith, number three from Georgia. If this guy's not a top five draft pick in the years to come, then then I don't know what I'm doing in the scouting business. This guy's unbelievable. He was a grown man, making play after play after play. Um, Probably, in my opinion, could be one of the best defensive players in the country, if not the best, especially at linebacker at his position. Uh, But, again, Georgia seemed to shut Bama down in the first half. Bama comes out in the second half, makes a quarterback change. Uh, It probably shocked everybody in the world except for the 85 people in the locker room, uh, in the Bama locker room at halftime. Uh, but she proved to be what I would think uh, the, probably the, the biggest turning point in the game because uh, Jalen Hurts, in which you said last week, you know that was the one uh, the one Achilles heel you thought Bama had was Jalen Hurts, and here comes uh, the, the newest quarterback. The whole I guess he's Samoan. Uh, Ta- Let's go slow with this one. Tago Vailoa, uh comes in. Oh, no. uh, nice. What's that? Zinda that's good. Comes in and saves the day seemingly for Alabama. Uh drives them down the field when they needed it, scored points when they needed it. Uh they did not get a lot of help from from the Greek god uh Papenostis, uh who'd missed a couple of field goals. <laughs> and, and uh we're not gonna talk too much about what he did because he's Greek and he deserves to be celebrated yeah. as a as a warrior at all times, so good for him. Uh, you know, and you know they gave, they came in. They missed a couple of field goals. They go in overtime. A blown coverage at the end, and next thing you know, uh, which you saw I don't know about you, Doc, but in the overtime you had two plays, two sacks that backed both teams up, and Georgia kicks the fifty-three-yard field goal uh, from Rodrigo Blankenship, and, and then next thing you know, when Bama gets the ball, they get sacked and they get moved back to second and twenty-six. Next play tag tag vialoa throws the deep ball scores the touchdown game over bama wins
2: yeah the uh the uh the, the greek god of shank i think is what uh what they're calling him now well, we but, uh, shank, so it makes sense uh, there it is there it is there yep. it is you know I, it's crazy when, when when georgia took got the sack um i was like there's no way he's making a 50-yard field goal in this situation to to take the lead and sure enough uh you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he could see the future in those glasses, and he knew he was going to make it, so he wasn't too stressed out. Um, and then when the next guy came in uh, and he took a sack for a 15 yard loss, I was like, well, you know, we got, got the kicker is a mental case right now. They had no chance. And then the very next play, uh, the blown coverage. I mean, I, for me, the biggest takeaway. We'll, we'll get into the the, the nuances of, of the different uh, plays and things and decisions and whatnot, but. My biggest takeaway from that game last night is college football is the greatest spectator sport in our country. It's not not even close. If anybody watches that game and is going to watch, uh, you know, I don't know, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh uh, this weekend and, and think anything will be anything similar, you, then, then you're you just
1: you just lost track, touch with the reality, in my opinion. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. When it comes to college football, the, the excitement is there. It's just it's a different ball game, Uh, not to take anything away from the professional game at all. uh, But college football uh, as a whole just brings a little more excitement. Uh, The kids, you know, when you got your entire student section in there screaming, your bands are playing, uh, you know, the families are there. uh, The kids want it more. You know, it's not what I always like to say. It's not business football just yet. It's still fun football for the most part. And, you know, the atmosphere was just unbelievable in that stadium. I mean, when you think about all the former players that have played on those teams—Herschel Walker, uh, Trent Richardson, Christian Jones, obviously, AJ Green, Geno Atkins—I mean, the, the list goes on. Uh, you know, um, some of the bam AJ McCarron, Reggie Ragland. I mean, the, the names that have come out of those two particular programs, and the names that were on the sideline—just of you—what was ended up being probably one of the top five greatest national championship games of all time. It just goes to show and goes a long way that tells you that that college football is probably the best thing going around today. Yeah. It, it it has this knack to, to
2: always sort of end up being a close game when it counts. I mean, if you watch that first half, you're like, this is a snoozer. This is not even close. And, and this is not a good game. And the second half, I think was probably the greatest second half in the history of championship football ever to be uh, played in my opinion. I and mean, it was just riveting, from from the third to the fourth quarter, and and I, pay, up, I paid the uh, price. I I paid the price today. There's no question about it. I paid the price today.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think everybody paid the price. Like I said, I was on the way home last night, and I just glanced at my clock, and I said, "Oh my God, it's quarter to one in the morning," and I have got to be up at eight a.m. This is not gonna. This is not gonna end up well for me as well. well just like just like,
2: I, just, just like I just like I uh, tweeted out uh, during Game Seven of the World Series. Uh, with the Cubs, um, I should have tweeted out last night that I'm gonna start uh, offering or selling uh, doctor's notes during these games if anyone needs one to get off work the next day. So uh, in the near future, <laughs> if anybody needs a doctor's note, hit me
1: up at the doc at three and out. That's it. That's a that's a shameless plug there for the doc, but you gotta get them when you when you can. So anybody that's looking for a doctor's note, call the doc or just send them a message on Twitter. Uh, a lot of a lot of. Plot twists and a lot of drama, Doc, in this game. Uh, You know, let's talk about a few of them. Um, One of the things I wanted to talk about first and foremost was uh, there was a player that made a tackle on special teams for Alabama, comes off the sideline, uh, and then next thing you know, the camera goes back to him and he's he's attacking a coach on the sideline. Uh, Then, if I'm not mistaken, he goes back out on the next special teams play and makes a tackle again. Doc, my yeah, question I mean, is why was why was he even allowed back in the game after attacking a coach on the sideline? Uh, my my only guess is
2: that word word never got to the decision makers about what happened. But uh, I, I if you would have asked me when I saw that that if that young man was going to be in the game after that, I would have said zero percent chance. So I was shocked to see him uh, take out his aggression on the uh, on that poor kick returner about uh, about five plays later. <coughs>
1: Yeah, and you know, it was just, it was an. I mean, again, I'm, I'm speculating. I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, Makai Brown, uh, you know, from Alabama, heard. His, you know, basically what he did was he, he came off the sideline. It seemed like there was a few words that were exchanged. Uh, he lost his cool and, and on the bench, and then essentially goes after a coach. Uh, but he was allowed back in the game, and later made a, a huge tackle that helped set up Bama's game tying touchdown. Uh, so I'm guessing, unfortunately, he's going to get a pass from that. I, I, I was saying that the guy, if you, he should probably should have been sent home uh, on the plane ride home. That should have been his last plane ride with Alabama. Because I don't think any player should ever attack a coach. Uh, there should never, I mean, it shouldn't be allowed. That's it. You, you attack a coach, you got to go somewhere else and play. There's just no room for that kind of behavior, no matter what the situation is. Uh, and, and no matter what's going on. And, and, you know, I was a player and a coach, so. I've seen both sides of it and I would I would never go after a coach. And you know, we grew up in a different era too, Doc, where when the coaches talk to you, you just put your head down and say, Yes, sir, and listen. Nowadays, unfortunately, these kids are a little different and uh they 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 don't take too kindly to that, Doc.
2: Yeah, yeah, again I'm not my only thought would be that uh the head coach and, and the coordinators didn't get word about what was going on. I mean, that during that, there, there was about a 10-minute cycle of basically all hell breaking loose on that sideline between uh, that player losing his mind and, and then another player feigning. Um, nobody seemed to know what was going on there, and, and uh, then you know, the, the referees didn't stop the game. It, it was about 10 minutes of DEFCON 3 on that sideline, it seemed like. It was just out of control there for a
1: few minutes. Doc, do you have any idea what went on in that uh, that kid fainting? Have you heard any reports on that? I, I have not heard anything. It looked like when when they took him off the field
2: that uh, he was doing okay. I mean, my guess, hopefully it was just nerves and, and a fainting spell. Obviously, you worry about a heart issue when you have a player kind of pass out unexpectedly. You know, there was a player a couple months ago in a, in a basketball game uh, who had that happen, who had to be – um, you know, cardioverted or shocked on the on uh, the middle of the game. So those things happen. So yeah, it looks like they did a good job getting them
1: getting them out of there and getting them checked out. Yeah, no doubt about it. And then again, that was seemed to be honestly seemed not to even be a topic too much during the game. You know, they everything kind of overshadowed that that part of the game, which is unfortunate. Our, our thoughts and prayers are out to that young gentleman uh, today, and hopefully he's doing better and, and doing well. Uh, Doc, next thing, let's go move on from that. Um, next thing you know, at halftime of this game, Jalen Hurts, who's been playing since his freshman year, he's played every game since since his first day as a as a, as a Crimson Tide member, uh, gets pulled in the national championship game at halftime. Cue uh, to uh, ta- Tago Vialoa to come in and save the day. Uh, you know, we talked about it before, you and I, and, you know, with Jake Fromm and Nick Easton, uh, as well, uh, you know, there's going to be some controversy on that side as well, you know, and I said it about Fromm and Issa, but now it's going to be with Hurts and Tagovailoa that this is going to turn into a Drew Bledsoe, you know, Tom Brady situation now. You got one guy who was a starter who was hurt. Brady comes in, um, i.e. From, i.e. Vialoa They come in, they do well. This guy wins a national championship. The other one takes him to a national championship the other two quarterbacks who were the, who were the guys, what do you do with these guys now? Are you going to sit them on the bench or are these guys going to transfer? Doc, what do you think? Well, I'm
2: sure there are a lot of teams out there that would love to have that, uh, that, that situation to deal with. Um, you know, one thing that kind of struck my, struck my attention was that, you know, the second half uh, from did, did really not play that well. He missed a lot of open, a lot of open receivers. Um, you know, missed some easy passes. I, I you got to wonder if, you know his uh his position on that throne may have been uh, chipped away a little bit by the second half, um and and maybe you know maybe this uh this new uh, quarterback that they signed this year maybe he's got a shot. There are rumors and speculation um, that that Easton's going to transfer to to Washington or something. I saw on Twitter, um you know but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a very, uh, it's an unbelievable situation, unbelievable circumstance. And, and hats off to Jalen Hurts, who really handled that situation well. It's got to be sort of, a, um, you know, a catch-22 there. When you know you, you win a national championship, you obviously played a huge role in the team getting there. You know, even though you didn't have a very good first half, you, you kept the team in the mix and then they take you out and then, and then the other year your, your understudy becomes a hero that's got to be a very strange emotional roller coaster to ride and, and I felt like he handled it very maturely but you know I guess we'll have to see what happens uh in the off season
1: yeah there's no doubt about it and, and as far as Nick Easton goes I mean th- this kid uh if he if he ends up going to Washington I mean I thought I thought he was going to be, honestly, the best quarterback in the country this year. Uh, you know, obviously, enter uh, uh, Baker Mayfield and McKenzie Milton. Uh but I think Ethan, uh, with, with the eye, you know, as far as the eye test goes, and and what he does throwing the ball. I mean, shit, I, I don't know. I've I've seen a stronger arm than than what he. I, I don't know if you remember that Hail Mary, or not the Hail Mary, but the pass he threw against Tennessee last year. He threw that ball across the field, and I mean, it was a laser beam across the field about. 50 yards and it went right into the red basket for a touchdown. Um, and then, you know, obviously Tennessee threw the hell Mary and won that game, but that throw alone, I mean, it was probably one of the most unbelievable throws I've seen in college football in in, in a lot of years. Uh, so, you know, he, he's, he's going to be someone that, you know, schools are going to get, you know, he's only a sophomore and I'm guessing if he's smart, he's probably took a, he took a medical this year just to save that uh, season back. So, um, you know, I'm guessing he's going to go somewhere and transfer and sit out a year and have another three years to go. Uh, but I don't see him staying for three years, especially with the talent that he has. Uh, Jalen Hurts, on the other hand, you know, I just don't know if he's a, a guy that I don't know that he's a guy that people are going to want. To be honest with you, I don't know if the uh, I don't know if he's a guy that teams are going to be salivating over like they will for Eason, uh, based on the fact that hey man, you just got benched in the national championship game. Why would you come here and? things would be any different. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he's not prototypical. Uh, you know, he relies on his legs a lot. I mean, he'd have to be a system guy where he'd fit into the right system. And uh, I know that, Doc, you said that you thought he was the Achilles heel, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head, buddy. Yeah, I, I know a pretty good system
2: he would fit in that's uh, down in Boca Raton that uh, that uh, he, he may have had some success with. Um, but you know, obviously, obviously his strength is, is in, in his legs. He, he's basically a, a tailback who can uh, who can throw the ball as well, and, and to some extent. But his strength is running the ball, and, and that just wasn't being that wasn't successful. And it's not a knock on him. I mean, that's just that's who he is. He, he's a he's a run first guy, and, and typically sure. that does very well. And Georgia defended it. Georgia um, prevented him from having success. And you know when, when they prevent him from running, he doesn't have a plan B. And so that's just. Where they where they had to look at other options because they realized that the 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 rolling out wasn't going to be successful. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, what, we'll see what, uh, what what they end up doing in the off season.
1: Well, one thing's for sure, they're go- not going to be replacing Papanastas because he's an animal and uh, he deserves <laughs> to be playing. He deserves to be playing for a very very long time. Uh, I believe we have a call coming in, Doc. You wanna you wanna pull that up? Yeah, uh, sure. Hey, uh, thanks for calling three and out. What you got? What's up, guys? Oh, it's our producer, <laughs> our co-producer, Sean. Good thing we don't have anybody for him to talk to right now because uh, he wouldn't be saying anything for the next 20 seconds.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, so, Just continue, how about that game last uh, night? Uh, what do you
3: think, uh,
2: Sean? What, what do you
3: think? What's your thoughts, buddy? Well, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with Doc. Uh, college football is the greatest sport on the planet, the most yeah. exciting sport, the only sport that invokes so much emotion in me that I have taken doors <laughs> off hinges and punched holes in roofs.
2: Yeah. Although although I, I will tell you that uh, mixed martial arts is, is a close second for me there, Sean. Yeah, I. I you know
3: what? That's what I do for a living, and I still love college football the best.
2: Yeah, that, that's great.
3: Um, yeah, that was a great game. Uh, I thought it was the uh, smartest move with the game was Nick Saban putting that freshman in because that guy could throw.
1: Yeah, no, he that guy, I, he had a rocket on him, man. I, I mean, I was super impressed. It's It's very rare that you see a guy come in who hasn't played all year seemingly and just basically just essentially just throws the ball like he's been there for five years. Uh, with the arm strength uh, of a guy, who, you know, who's been basically looks like he's been lifting weights for, for for the last thirty years. I mean, the guy, the guy threw a dart for the winning touchdown, and he basically marched those guys down the field. That will, I mean, it was it was not even close when he was in the ball throwing the ball. Hey, uh, La- yeah, hey the- Sean, go yeah. ahead, buddy. I was going to no, yeah,
3: last we- show, I was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you cut same. me off.
2: Sammy, you, you, you gotta mix in some more breaks here, man. You gotta mix in some more breaks and let the let, let us jump Go in. Go ahead.
3: Okay, I, I was just gonna say, as last show, I predicted Georgia to win because I didn't trust Jalen Hurst's arm to to lead them, but I had no idea about this freshman. And that was the X factor. Yeah,
1: that, no, this guy, uh, he was something else. I, and, and don't feel bad because I don't think anybody. Uh, predicted the freshman was going to come in and be the X factor at all. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things, Sean, where, you know, we didn't know. And like I told doc, only they probably the only 84 people in that locker room knew what was going on. Uh, but the good news is, Sean, we're about to, we're about to bring on a, a former Crimson Tide uh, player, uh, Christian Jones and uh, doc, we got Christian coming on here. Yeah, we got Christian. Uh, I got the music. Once you once you hit his
2: hit his mic there. All right, let's do I, it. I'll be quiet. Hey,
1: yeah, no. Uh-oh. A little bit a of Christian music for Christian here. Christian, how many times have you heard this song in your life? I just want to know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All my life, I can't count. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I know you're from Alabama, so this is probably like a. Uh, they probably sing this more than than the than the state song. This might be the state song of Alabama. I, I don't even know. <laughs>
0: uh, definitely probably is either that or uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that definitely is. Great, yeah, I, I think
2: I think there's there's fewer songs. There's not really any songs out there that represent a region like Sweet Home Alabama. I think maybe you got California Love out in California, but other than that, right. Sweet Home Alabama is, is, is that represents
1: uh, the South better than anything
0: yeah one hundred percent
1: ladies and gentlemen christian jones former alabama crimson tide uh all s e c wide receiver and return Specialist. uh thanks for coming on the show christian we really appreciate it especially uh after uh what went on last night uh in in atlanta uh christian were you at that game last night
0: uh wasn't um I don't... First off, thanks for having me. But I wasn't—I wasn't there. I was here, uh, actually, in Tuscaloosa right now as we speak. Oh man, you're going to
1: be enjoying a, a pretty good parade there. I'm guessing here shortly.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Christian. Well, how was—how
2: how was last night? Did that place just go crazy?
0: Oh, it was. It lit up uh, the moment um, two went through um, the touchdown pass at the end. The city. Uh, uproar in the middle of the strip so it was an awesome experience my first time actually experiencing that um being a fan so that was an awesome experience
1: yeah you you, you've actually been in two of those games yourself where you've won two of them if I'm not mistaken right uh I'm sure it's a different experience seeing seeing all the fans and knowing that you actually created that same type of uh, of excitement when you were playing um, in Tuscaloosa, um, Christian. While we got you on, man, what, can you tell us a little bit about what you thought about last night? And can you talk, talk about your thoughts on the, on the quarterback switch? I'm guessing that's the biggest topic today. Uh, but what, what do you think about the game? And what do you think about Coach Saban's idea or uh, thought to uh, to switch quarterbacks at the half?
0: Um, the game was very, um, in, in my viewpoint, very legendary. That was um, a lot of things went on. Um, even before the start of the game, having two SEC teams play each other. Um, Kirby Smart uh, just leaving two years ago from Alabama being the defensive coordinator and even making it to um, the, the national championship hats off to him. But I, I think it, sh- it really showed the resiliency of Alabama Christian Tide and, and how they instill the discipline and the focus and the drive that you have to have and the, and the next guy up mentality um, with the young guys, and they came in and they played well. I've seen it happen time after time with me playing there and um, with me becoming a fan now of the team. Um, I just I see it time and, time and time again where freshmen make their name, and it's always in a big game. It's always when um, everyone's watching. So I think the quarterback switch um, was very, very needed. Uh, we needed a spark. And, and when, when you're in a game like that, it's sort of like, you put all your marbles in the bag. You know we, we 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 want to use every weapon that we have to 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 give us the best chance to win. And Coach Saban made um, one of the best coaches. This probably was his best coaching game ever in his history of coaching. Um, and I think that the switch the switch was needed. Uh, it was it was it was everyone was looking to to watch Tua, and they've they've been waiting and wondering this and that. And it doesn't discredit anything from Taylor Hurts. We just needed a spark. It's just like taking one receiver out and putting, another, and putting another receiver in, probably not to the impact of the position, but to the impact of the game. Uh, it's the next guy up, and, and, and Tua came in and did a phenomenal job. Um, and, and I think that, it, 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 like I said, doesn't discredit Jalen Hurts, um, but I think that switch was uh, one of the best deals Coach Saban ever did.
2: Christian, did you uh, did you break out into a cold sweat there going into halftime, just imagining what that the locker room was going to be like with Coach Coach Saban uh, just probably lose, losing his mind after that first half? I mean, I've been in I've been in locker rooms and and they can get pretty heated in halftime. Were you having some post traumatic stress thinking about how that locker room was going to be in halftime? Um,
0: to be to be completely honest with you, I didn't I didn't worry about what was going on. Um, you know we you know you know ever since Coast savings has been there we've been still finishing and we've been we've instilled um <clears throat> finishing drives finishing quarters finishing games finishing halves and one thing about us we may not always start out on the on the hot streak or always come out throwing uh for all these different touchdowns or running for all these different yards in the beginning of a game but we do um focus up and find the drive within and we have a fourth quarter in the and, and the fourth quarter program is instilled for situations like that. So um, I, I just I just hats off to the whole Tuscaloosa, uh, the whole state of Alabama, actually, because this was for them. And, and, and as always, you know, we always have a leader, and the leader showed up last night. If you can see it.
1: Once again, you're listening to the Three and Out show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, please give us a call if you want to talk to Christian Jones, 657 383 one six, eight, four. Hey Christian, let me ask you this. You know, it's kind of funny that, you know, you you actually were a part of a quarterback switch all season in Saskatchewan. uh, And now you see what happened uh, probably while you're a little more calm about it because you just played in one for almost half a season up in, uh, up in Canada. Uh, But I think you hit the nail in the head, man, with, uh, with coach Saban, Uh, you know, he's never really had his back against the wall. Like he did, uh, like he did last night. And I, and, I, and I have to agree, I, I think he did a phenomenal job coaching the game uh, and, and kind of just managing the game and getting his team to stay focused and buy into the process. While you were at Alabama, did you ever have any instances where you thought that maybe he lost a little bit of control, or has he always kind of been steadfast and headstrong going through those adverse times? <clears throat>
0: um, I think he's always um, had control of events. Um, one thing he can't control is the players. Um, he can lay out an uh, outline for us, and we have to go out there and play. And I think a lot of times people forget about that. Um, so, and, and 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 there's been a few situations. Um, one that I know Coach Saban wish he could get back, and I wish I could get back, was the – the kick, the, uh, kick six um, against Auburn in 2013 if we just took the knee and go into uh, overtime. But, you know, you you also make calls to put players in situations to be effective and be a spark and change the game. So, um, a lot of those things go without um, question that, you know, last night was his best game because he took a, a, a two-loss quarterback, only lost two games in, in two years, and Took him out of the game with a bad uh, first half start, and 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 that's ballsy. That's 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 not every coach's you know sleuth. They're not going to go through and just take out their their starting quarterback. But you know, Coach Saban did it. And and you know what? The most important thing was the guy Jalen Hurts is 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 so coachable and so uh, he has so many leadership qualities that he he he, he was still engaged even more. When he was out of the game, than when he was probably even playing, like it was it was incredible to watch, man.
2: Yeah, it was really really impressive to see the way he handled that and the maturity he showed by seemingly being very happy for for uh, for Tua uh, to have that kind of success. And that, that's got to be a very strange situation to 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 be all of a sudden uh, you know cheering from the sidelines. What were your thoughts when the, when the young man uh, on the sidelines kind of kind of lost his cool and went after a coach? It seemed like for a brief moment, everyone started to speculate that uh, maybe Alabama was starting to lose control. Now, and now we kind of forgotten all about that because they turned it around so quickly. But when you saw that, were you like, "Holy cow!" You don't see that very often on a on a Nick Saban team.
0: Well, 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 well you actually do always see it uh, on a Nick Saban team. They just don't show it all the time. Um, because because we're very passionate about what we do, uh, you see that on every level. This is just nothing new. This is not the first time or the last time things like this will happen. Because we're passionate about what we do, and you heard Coach Saban said last night, he he, he has a tremendous amount of respect for competitors, and that's exactly what that guy was. He was a competitor who lost his cool, and and and, and, and I'm glad it happened because these are all learning lessons to roll into the um 2018 season so these are some of the things that pinpoint when you're talking to the incoming freshmen and and that's why i'm, I'm happy these type of things happen um <clears throat> to see a, a player and a coach argue in the middle of a game is not always a bad thing uh it can be it can cause a lot of confusion but <clears throat> it goes to show you the leadership that alabama and in, in, uh initiates um with, with strong quality, with a strong vision through Coach Saban and all the other uh, members of the staff. So, you know, when you do stuff like that, and, and 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 it doesn't affect the game, it's only because you got a tremendous amount of respect for each other and the leadership on the team.
1: Yeah, it seems to be uh, you know, uh, you know, you're talking probably to two, probably two most competitive guys you'll ever talk to, with myself and the Doc and. You know, you know, it's a passion thing for me. I personally don't, I don't like to see things like that. And I, and I you know, coming from the, uh, I've been a player and I've been a coach. And you know, as a player, I understand that you lose your cool and you know things don't go your way and things happen. As a, as a coach, I always say, you know what? There's no room for that. So I'm, on, I'm on the fence for both sides of it. Um, but like you right. said, you know, when it comes to your passion and and it, when it comes to your competitiveness, it's hard to control yourself. And uh, you know, things sometimes get out of hand and sometimes you got to, you know, you got to pay the price and, you know, you, you, you do the crime, you got to do the time sometimes. So we'll see what happens to that young man. And uh, hopefully, you know, things go well for him uh, moving forward. For sure. Christian, let me, let me ask you this, buddy. Last night was the, was the named national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. However, there's another team in the country that claims that they are the national champions. What are your thoughts on UCF uh UCF's claims to the title this year?
0: Um, doesn't mean anything. Um to me. Uh I don't think <laughs> it means anything to anyone, <laughs> um, because <laughs> um they didn't they don't have the trophy. So you know, um every every coach um other than the University of Alabama can probably look their team in the eye, um and tell them that they're champions, but on paper, um, we hold a trophy. So UCF, um, I, I, I think, I think what should happen if, 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 if you want to make an argument about um, you being the better team, I think the the most, the, the most, uh, the wise thing would be, would, the most wise thing to do would be to strengthen your schedule, man. Strengthen your schedule so that we won't overlook you next year. Um that's probably the only thing I got to say about UCF. <laughs> yeah,
1: and they you know they ESPN actually I don't know if, Doc,
0: I don't know if you saw this
1: last night. They uh they released a preseason, very a very early and premature uh top twenty five preseason poll uh to start next year. Alabama was number one and U C F was twenty one. Uh, so I'm, guess, I'm, I'm guessing they're not – I'm guessing the claim to the throne did not uh, sway the vote-getters uh, in that. Christian, before we let you go, buddy, um, let's talk about you right now. Uh, you know, you, we know that you're, you you were undrafted to the Miami Dolphins. You went back and forth a few times and uh, have since landed in, in Saskatchewan uh, with the Rough Riders. Obviously, you know, my team some. Excited to have you there as yes, well. Um, you're a special teams phenom. And for all the young kids that are out there, can you kind of stress the importance of, of being a special team guy and, and kind of just let them know, you know, I mean, it, believe it or not, I think special teams has kind of been your your forte to keep you moving through professional football. Um, can you kind of talk about how important it is to you and why you take it so serious?
0: Um. I guess because I didn't understand the dynamic of special teams until I um, was introduced to coach Bobby Williams at the university of Alabama and, and coach Aven, um, to credit you that I didn't know the importance of it. But once I got my first role in playing um, college football, which was at punt return and kick return, that's when it was starting to be more important to me when, when I, I began to uh, make big plays and change games with it. And so whether it's running down on the kickoff, running down on the punt, whatever it is, when they come to special teams, I'm all for it because um, it initiates um, respect. You earn. A, you, you'd be surprised how many guys earn respect and earn earned earn a livelihood playing in the NFL, CFL, or whatever it may be. Doing doing special teams and it, it's a tremendous um, way to show your dedication and your um, your love of the game just by doing 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 something that you might not even um make a play on you might not even have that uh chance again um because special teams is 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 very vital and it's very specific set um in certain situations and like I said sometimes you just never get opportunities but and it's a blessing man to even be a part of the Rough Riders and coach Jones allowing me to sh- showcase my talent there and everyone welcoming welcoming me with open arms I just I have a blast and, and I'm 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 working hard to 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 reach these uh maximum maximum goals next year
1: <laughs> No definitely 100% <clears throat> Hey Christian you you mentioned
2: <clears throat> excuse me you mentioned that the pick 6 I wanted to pick your brain <clears throat> You know, obviously last night we had a uh, moment where Alabama came through on top on a last-second play, but <clears throat> what was it like being on the other end of that when they, in the, in the kick-six game? That's probably one of the most memorable games in, in the history of college football, and I can't imagine what that was like to, to be there and then to be part of that.
0: Yeah, man, that was that's probably the worst I've ever lo- uh, lost in a game, so um, I'll never forget it. Um, But the the, the impact of that is very hurtful, very um, heartbreaking. Sort of like the same guys um, yesterday who lost last year against Clemson on the uh, last play of the game. So losing losing any game is bad, but losing when you have the opportunity to uh, convert and win a game, uh, numerous of times, just like in 2013, we 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 get stopped on two uh, fourth fourth and ones um, and don't convert, and then you lose to a, a a long field goal return. So it's 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 a lot of a lot of things that hurt you when those type of deals happen. But a loss is a loss. Uh, no no loss is greater than the other one. But um, congrats to to Chris Davis though. That uh, he's a Birmingham guy. Um, you know, so I, I Tito's to him. I got a lot of respect for that guy. Um, from Auburn but that's that it it hurts regardless
1: yeah I I don't you know Christian you've been in a bunch of a bunch of games like that where in fact we had one this year man where you actually changed the game with a power turn and we we, should have won that eastern semi or or eastern final excuse me against Toronto Uh, and like you said when when you're a competitor winning I, I don't think or excuse me losing I don't think there's one loss is hurts more than I think losing sucks altogether. So I think they all hurt. just the same. One, so Yeah. listen, Christian, yeah. we couldn't be happier to have you on here tonight, man. And we want to thank you so much uh, for being on the show to talk about the game last night and also talk about uh, your experience up in Canada. Uh, feel free to come back anytime you want, buddy. We'd love having you on and uh, good luck to you this off season. Uh, as you're getting ready for your next season
0: up in Saskatchewan and, uh, Go ahead. I really appreciate it, man. I just want to thank you guys for having me, man. And uh, go Riders, baby.
4: Yes,
1: it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Christian. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Jones, former uh, Alabama Crimson Tide uh, All-SECU player and current uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider. I believe, and actually, he was the 2017 Special Teams Player of the Year uh, up in Canada for the Rough Riders. Uh, he's going to be a phenomenal guy. The guy changed the game every time we needed to play in Saskatchewan. Uh, the, Christian was the guy that made the play, and, and uh, I couldn't be happier for him and can't be happier for what's going to happen to him here in the future. So, uh, again, thanks a lot, Christian. We look forward to seeing you again.
0: Man, I really appreciate thanks. it. Y'all have a blessed day. Thanks, Christian. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you.
1: All right, well, there you have it. we to play a little Sweet Home Alabama here.
4: Doc, what a
2: great kid, huh? Yeah, no, he's a, he's a great a great representative for your team. Uh, you know, just just a so like a great kid and uh, very humble, and uh, obviously he's been involved in some historic games during his time. So it was cool to hear hear his perspective on those games.
1: So, did you even see that NCAA preseason poll uh, that ESPN put out last night? No, I didn't. Hey, Sean, you on there still? I'm here. Hey, man, John, not be well, afraid. If you got a question, chime in, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was
3: listening and uh, I I did a quick Wikipedia thing and and I pulled up Christian Brown and I pulled up a friggin' FSU linebacker to play for Chicago. Well,
1: that's yeah. probably because his name is Christian Jones.
0: So maybe may, <laughs> may try <trying. laughs> that next time.
1: <laughs> well, you know hey, real quick also.
3: I was, was going to uh, say, yeah, y'all forgot to give John Denver a shout-out for West Virginia. You know, the Mountaineers, that use that. That's it. That yeah, that's
2: another well, good one. That's another good one.
1: What about New York, New York? Big city of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Nat- or, yeah. What was the other one? D.B. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? How about Welcome, how about welcome to Orlando? Where, you guys ever <laughs> heard that song? Welcome to, welcome to Orlando. Don't ever listen to it. It's actually by a rapper named John Young. Don't ask me why hey, I there's that. one
3: thing I wanted to say, too, if you don't mind.
1: Please, go uh, no right ahead.
3: That, uh, that, uh, that Crimson Tide, I think it was number 48, I don't know his name, the one who uh, reached for the coach. Sure. Yeah. I knew it. Of course he's going to keep playing after he does something like that. Nick Saban wants to win championships at any cost. I, I believe agree. Nick Saban cares more about football than anyone I ever, <laughs> I've ever ever seen or anything, because I'll tell you right now, Is one of the first years when he was coaching Alabama. Alabama took a loss to, I believe it was University of Louisiana Monroe. I believe that was the team that beat him. And in the press conference, it was very shocking. He didn't compare the two, but he likened the loss to 9-11.
2: Oh, God. Wow.
3: I'm not lying. Uh, I remember watching it, and he's like, I'm not comparing it, he said. But like the shock value of them losing to University was like the shock value of <laughs> so, them. The guy is real serious. He, everybody's playing for the championship. It does. You could have done anything. He's going to play that guy. Hi, well,
2: uh, how, how, how about the fact that he said last night that that was the happiest he's ever been? How would you feel if you were his? Uh, his child or, or his wife after hearing him
1: <laughs> say that, I was like, "Whoa, yeah." Uh,
2: I mean, I listen,
4: when you're
1: caught up in the moment, guys. I mean, come on, dude. We've all been there. You know, it, you know, when you're the happiest, you're the happy He probably meant he was the happiest he could be at that moment. Uh, but yes, yeah. I, I don't know if his wife is going to be too happy about that, or the other teams that won national championships under him either. But uh, speaking of national championships, moving forward here, guys. A big, big weekend in Orlando. The UCF Knights uh, celebrated a national championship uh, (laughs) ceremony, (laughs) paraded everything. That's it.
4: These these are Uh the guys.
1: (laughs) Listen, when
3: when you beat Austin P, you deserve that.
1: (laughs) And believe it or not, Austin P was in that game briefly because I was there. Uh, But they come on, let's go. They also beat a ten and one USF team that was very good. They beat uh, Memphis twice. Great game. See, and they beat Memphis twice. The, the AAC championship game against Memphis was one of the best championship games I've seen all year, uh, and in a lot of years actually. I mean, they put up 140 points. I mean, what a game to be at, and a good, good game to watch. Um, so you know, we we've got a lot of, you know, a, a lot of things to talk about uh, to uh, when it comes to UCF, and we're actually going to have uh, one of UCF's uh, uh, stars actually. And, and it's good. he's an unsaid star because he's an offensive lineman. Um, but nonetheless, going to be an NFL draft pick this year, Uh, Aaron Evans, the left tackle. We're going to get him on the show here uh, any minute now to talk about UCF. And, you know, look, we're going to ask him a little bit about his time at UCF, obviously, um, and and why he chose to go there and and talk about Scott Frost a bit. Uh, Go ahead, Doc. And uh, once we get that done, you know, we'll talk about UCF and their claim to the title, and we'll see what an actual player has to say about it. Uh we got it coming up here shortly any second now. We're actually gonna have uh we're gonna have Aaron Evans on the show here. Uh Aaron Evans is actually a local guy too from Armwood High School uh over in Central Florida. Six foot six, three hundred and twenty-five uh, pound left tackle. Um yeah, he's not he's not a small man, I gotta tell you. Uh six foot six left tackle. Uh all all academic player as well, I believe. Um he's shooting up draft boards as we speak. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, I, I just think he's a great kid, and we're gonna get him on here. Doc, are we ready for yeah. Aaron? Yeah, we got we got Aaron. Perfect, Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? This is Sammy G of the Three and Out Show. Welcome to the show.
4: Hey, it's good to be here. I'm great.
1: Aaron Evans. First and foremost, hold oh, on, hold on. Oh, yeah, we got ready. Us. There we go. We'll give us some love here. That's for you, Aaron.
4: Like a car color? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, no, we, we are the champions.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can hear that song "We Are the Champions." We got to work on our soundboard, mm-hmm. apparently. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. Uh, supposed to? No, 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 no. no we, we, we played it for you. That's a, that, that's the UCF song Fritz. for us this year. <laughs> mhm. Oh yeah. Had <laughs> boy. So listen, Aaron. <laughs> first, we want to we want to tell you. First of all, Aaron Evans, welcome to the show. First and foremost, but secondly, you you were on the very first three and out uh, inaugural all offensive Florida team uh, that we put out this year. Uh, and you know, I told you earlier, I've scouted you a few times this year. And man, what a phenomenal player you are at uh, left. That, that offensive line is anchored around you. That uh, they would be lost without you, out front man. And you did a great job protecting McKenzie all season. And uh, we're just so happy for you and what's been going on at, at uh, UCF. Uh, we just want to jump right in, man, with everything that's going on. But first, we would just want to talk about you yourself, Aaron. Um, you know, UCF has been part of the news and, and going crazy these last couple of weeks. Um, but for you, tell us about UCF for for Aaron Evans. Tell us about how you got got to UCF, your decision to go there, and uh, and talk about you know what you what what you got out of it being there for four years.
4: Um well also I sort of with Pee Wee football like uh I was always one of the bigger kids and I was always playing up a straight of my body weight or whatever. And I was always told from a small age that
0: uh
4: I'd be going places with football and um I wasn't really getting many offers in high, high school and then uh my senior year UC um UCF came around and uh so I sort of toured the campus and I really liked the atmosphere there, so I just took it I took it and um I went with it. That was the most peace I had with the decision. And uh so the rest is history. I've grown um, more than I thought I would in this experience, and I'm really grateful for all the lessons I've learned along the way. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, we went from peaks to valleys to the peak again, and it's uh, been an awesome ride.
2: Aaron, tell us uh, what it was like. Uh, this is this is the doc. Tell us what what it was like to to experience uh, going. Uh, I believe you guys were winless two years ago. To to going undefeated. I mean, I, I don't know that we'll ever see that kind of a turnaround again, but tell us what, what that was like, uh, you know, the, the, the mix of emotions. Uh,
4: the winless season was one of the hardest years of my life. I'd say, um, I was, I had my mind made up after the season that I was going to probably stop playing because I was just so sick of how it felt. And, um, when the new coaching staff came around, they, uh, really fostered an environment of love and, Uh, camaraderie and teamhood and and brotherhood and all those things and uh, I think that's what really led to our perfect season this year. I was sitting there reflecting with some of my teammates over the uh, bowl week it was an awesome time to talk and uh, we talked about how much we felt like a brotherhood like everyone really did genuinely care about each other and I think that was what the secret sauce is to this whole um, turnaround and I think that's what Frost really uh, did a good job with.
1: Did Coach Frost, what, what, what did he say to you guys to keep you engaged? You know, I, I've been a part of teams where, you know, you don't win a game and, you know, you have losing seasons and you kind of, like you said, you just – you you kind of go home one day and you just kind of say to yourself, w- what am I doing here and is this really worth it? Uh, but what did Coach Frost do and what did the, what did the coaches' staff do uh, or say to you guys to keep you engaged and keep you believing in their process?
4: Uh they, honestly, they built relationships with each and every one of their players. They, um, like as I said before, they fostered an environment of love and like respect for one another. So, like I remember the first couple weeks they were there, they set up meeting times with each and every one of the players, and they really got to know us. And they would text us. And um, in the uh, off season, they would have uh, opportunities for us to grow as men, not just football players. And I really think it made us all grow into more than we thought we were more than uh, more than football players. We became men uh, along the way, and I think. That's really what, um, what they did that was so effective.
2: Hey, Aaron, you know, when did you guys get wind or or, or realize that the, the, the entire coaching staff was probably going to leave and go to Nebraska? I mean, obviously the word got out on social media towards the end of your guys' game against Memphis. But did you guys have an idea <clears throat> that that was going to happen? Or how did that all unfold over the last few weeks?
4: Um, it was all just speculation, honestly, from our end. Uh, we have some guys who claim they have the truth, I mean, just like anything. So we, none of us really thought it was going to happen. Uh, I guess maybe not thought, but maybe we hoped it wouldn't happen at all, just, uh, just a rumor. But uh, when it came to fruition, it, was, it is what it is. And uh, I think Frost did a good job at maintain, main, maintaining a good rapport with us. And I think that's what made um, us successful in the Peach Bowl and all those, all those things.
1: Did you find, let me, you know, obviously the big talk about UCF was their strength of schedule. They didn't play anybody, yada, yada, yada. I have been a big fan of UCF this year, and, I, and I, I, I'm I, very, very open about jumping on the bandwagon uh, over there in Orlando. Um, but let me ask you this. When you went to play against Auburn, did you feel like the competition was that much different for you than, say, you know, the teams you played against? Um,
4: honestly, no. I was – I. It's all branding, you know. It's all branding, I guess. So when we saw them, they're just men, all men bleed. So When we saw them, we squared them up. It was just like these are just other dudes. And we started breaking down films, started doing all those things, and really fine tuning it. We uh, critiquing everything. We just we saw that they were just other teammates, other other players on the field, and we knew that we had a, We could do this.
0: Hey, Aaron, uh, the you
2: know the the stadium there, um, obviously early on wasn't real crowded, but towards the end, man, that, that atmosphere looked like it was rocking, and then <clears throat> you guys really took over that Mercedes-Benz Stadium. What, what what can you say about the evolution of the fan base and, and how Orlando really took to you guys?
4: Uh, it was awesome. It's, it's so good to see that uh, people are supporting and uh, enjoying what we do, because uh, without them, what I mean, what's the point of doing all this? We play for our friends, and we play for our family, so it's really it brings... I think joy to all the players, hearts, to really create value for us, and um, it's really awesome to see uh, their fans start leaving at uh, like the fourth quarter, and our fans are still like coming and cheering us on. It's just a really, it was an awesome experience, and I'm really grateful to our hand, fan base.
1: How was the uh, how was the parade, and and you know, obviously the national championship claim that, that 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 the UCF Knights are putting out there now, um, based on the undefeated season. Uh, and based on beating Auburn, who beat essentially the two teams that played for the national title. Uh, how, how was the parade? And, and, you know, was it something that was, was, was it well-received in Orlando or was there, did you have any naysayers along the way?
4: Talking about the parade last night? Or, um, yeah,
1: what yeah. Of yeah. The, the one at Disney too. Uh,
4: I just think it's a, um, I think it's a good opportunity for our fan base to, uh, Continue to grow closer, and I think uh, what Frost is really trying to do is get our fans involved and form one big family. And I think those parades and this cause we're fighting for is what's uh, is really the driving force behind all that. And uh, I think it's a good opportunity for us to keep growing as a university and to keep growing our presence in the sporting world.
1: Hey, yeah, Eric, I definitely so think.
2: Go ahead, did... uh, Doc. I'm sorry. Uh, no, did where do you see the uh, the future for UCF? You know, you got another. Young offensive mind, uh, almost almost like a Scott Frost 2.0 and Josh Heupel, and then you got Randy Shannon, who's a uh, a very well connected recruiter of the state of Florida. Are you now that you're leaving? Are, are you confident and happy with the uh, the situation that UCF has moving forward?
4: Yeah, I'm thrilled. I think uh, UCF has been putting that hashtag out, get hype, and uh, I think it's a good opportunity for the school. And I think this coaching staff uh, really had the bar set high for them, and I really think. They realize that, and I, I really think they're going to do their absolute best. And um, I'm excited about um, what's to come in the future. I know we're going to have four returning offensive linemen. I'm the only one leaving. So, uh, oh, and Tavis Dickey, Tavis Dickey's leaving as well. But uh, I think we're going to be okay in the offensive line. And I think uh, it's, really, it's, it's going to be just as exciting next season. Um, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Aaron, so n- now that your season's over, your eligibility is up, your senior – uh, I know you, were, you said we, we talked earlier. You're invited to the East West game. Uh, you'll be there uh, doing interviews and, and, and that. Uh, but what's next for you? What, what's the future hold for you? Um, have you signed with an agent? Are you getting ready to go train somewhere? Uh, and what kind of what, what's your process now uh, towards the NFL draft?
4: Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to the East West game next week, and I'm gonna put my best forward mentally in the aspect that I can, and then. Uh, I'm going to go from there. I'm going to move to Miami because I signed with a James Paul, and he recommended the facility and down in Miami called El Morito. And um, I'm going to train down there and uh, hone my skills and crafts and put on a display uh, Lord yeah. at the uh, Pro Day, and um, I'm excited about that opportunity.
1: Aaron, are you are you a combine invite as well? Have you heard that yet? Or are you invited to the, to the combine?
4: From uh, my my side, they've told me I am still pending approval. So uh, what they so it's not yes, but not no. So I guess they're, they're revoting, and I'll find it out at the end of the month. Well, I, 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 I bet
2: I bet you guys end up. I bet you and Shaquem Griffin both end up there. So uh, I, that that that's my bet.
1: Yeah, Aaron. What was it like to play was, with a guy like Shaquem as well? I mean, just you know, not every team has a guy that has you know uh, band syndrome. Uh, Doc, what's the official? Talk to me, Doc. What is it? Amni- amniotic band syndrome. Amniotic band syndrome. Uh, you know, not. He's probably the only guy in the, in the, in, the, in the country that 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 has that and is playing at such a high level. Um, talk about him for a minute and what he's meant to the program, just his drive and what he's gone through in life to get to where he's at. Um,
4: he really embodies the spirit of hard work, I think, uh, and he really has this leadership quality, this charisma that draws people in. I think that's what has been such a – his leadership has been so um, crucial to the success of our team this year because he's really been able to pull us together in times of adversity. So he's done a good job with that. And uh, I think that reflects on his character and growth as a player because, I mean, as a freshman he wasn't well-known and up through his college career but not until the last two years. And uh, it's just a testament to his hard work and dedication and his passion for the game. And I think he really – um, rubbed off on everyone on the team. And um, I think uh, someone has a big shoes to fill,
1: they want to fill his. Yeah, no doubt about it. And yours as well, my friend, because you're you're the heart and soul of that offensive line. And, and without you there, man, they wouldn't have been able to succeed, uh, especially uh, with McKenzie's backside. So, listen, Aaron, we want to thank you for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it big fan of yours and what you've done at UCF, not only with what you've done, but with the entire program has accomplished over there. And we couldn't be more happy for you and excited to see where you're going to get drafted uh, in the near future. Good luck to you and everything that you do. And uh, anytime you want to come back on, man, we'd love to have you.
4: Yes, sir. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And um, if I have another opportunity to rise, I'll definitely call you up.
1: Thanks. For having right, good me. Look we'll Thanks, buddy. Take care. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Aaron Evans, good kids. Let's play some We Are the I don't think he understood that we are the champions. I, I maybe didn't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think know. it went through first.
2: I think we're showing our age there. He had no idea that song was. He thought we were giving a guitar solo from
1: Guitar <laughs> yeah. Hero. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's
2: unbelievable
1: because that would be – we should have asked him, have you ever heard the song before? Because, yeah, I mean, we are a lot older than everybody. There there must be a new version of that, like a more updated version of that song somewhere that we just did not.
2: uh, (laughs) Next time we'll put on. uh, We'll put on DJ Khaled. All I do is win. Next time. Yeah. See.
1: (laughs) Yep. We got. We didn't know our target audience there. What's up, John? What do you
3: guys? What's your opinion on them claiming to be national champions?
1: Well, Doc, go ahead. You go first. Well, uh, I'm actually I'm
2: actually gonna be surprised by Sammy's reaction, seeing how he was the uh, the the, the trumpet for for UCF all all season. I, I I think they're smart. They're 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 taking advantage of an opportunity to get some publicity and some recognition. I I, I think if you use the the transitive properties, that they've got an argument. But I, as I've said all all season, um, you know, you just if you're not playing the competition, the other teams are playing. It's hard to make the argument. Um, but, but I give them credit where credit's due. Take advantage of the opportunity. Get your publicity. Uh, you got the governor. I, I honestly think with the governor signing that into recognition, it's actually probably going to be on the state
1: billboard. So, uh, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah, that's just unbelievable to me. I I, I hate to be so so negative to UCF because I, I just enjoy them all year, and I've been on their side all year long. And I was the first one to say that these guys are the, one of the best, if not the best teams in the country. Uh, and then they go out and they beat Auburn and they prove to people that they are. And then once they do that, you hear from people, oh, well Auburn didn't take the game serious. There's always something to knock UCF down uh, from getting to the pedestal. I, I just don't agree with the national championship claim. And, and the reason I don't is because the national, like Christian Jones said, Alabama holding the trophy. There's one trophy and Alabama's holding. It. And, and, you know, you can't you can't, you know, win games and then and I don't want to say powder cry that you're you didn't get a fair shot because the rules are the rules, man. They don't they it's not like they just started them yesterday and I just cannot agree with what they're doing. Uh I just don't think they're the national champions. I I'd love them to be because I'm such a huge fan of what they've done. I love these kids. I love Aaron, you know Aaron Evans. I love Shaquin Griffin, Shaquan Burkett, you know Mackenzie Milton, Traquan Smith. I love all those guys. I think they're phenomenal. Um, but I just
0: they're,
1: they're champions, yes, in my mind they're champions. They're just not the national champions. I mean, you get you're uh, so you, got you so flustered. You you so flustered. you tongue
2: tied. Well, what are your thoughts, Sean?
3: Well, I agree. I think strength of schedule does matter, and the argument for oh we beat Auburn. I've been watching college football for many years, and there—I mean—you you learn the game. You, you learn. You, I, I think it would be a different game. I do think it would be a different game if, uh, like, you, if they got Auburn before the SEC championship. I think losing that game, you're out of the playoff. You lost the SEC championship. I, I, I've seen it a million times in, in football, and then those—you have those good teams, and you have that one-off game and a bowl game. Plenty of time to prepare. I mean I, I think it was two thousand and eight. Alabama was undefeated, lost to the Florida Gators in the SEC championship and then lost the bowl game, I think it was to Utah if I'm not mistaken. I mean I've seen that a million Man. times. So I believe I believe, don't buy I, believe that
2: argument. So, I believe Utah was undefeated that season also, so it's not like UCF is the first yeah, you know, it's not like UCF is the first team to go right. undefeated and, and make this claim. Exactly.
3: Now, they're an yeah. awesome team, and they're fun to watch this year. I, I will give them that, too, but I do think strength schedule does matter when you're playing that in and out, in and out every day with these five-star, four-star athletes that they have on these teams, especially in the SEC. I,
1: I think they're a good team. They they won their conference, and, and listen, I'm a big fan. I, do I, they're not, obviously, the, the true national champions. That's Alabama. But listen, UCF, man, they're a top-five team up and down the board for me. I don't think that there there's another team in the top five that's I mean that that, that they can't beat. So uh, I particularly think they're they're a great not team, arguing. but I don't know if I don't know if they're they're obviously not the number one team. You know, despite what their undefeated schedule is. And listen, hats off to them. What they did was amazing. You know, that's how they want to end it. That's how they ended. I just don't agree with it. And not only do I do I not agree with it, there was actually a a uh, consensus way too early college football top twenty five poll that was released last night after the game and i was i was telling the doc about it but i'll just give you the top five and alabama's number one clemson number two georgia's number three ohio state's number four and wisconsin's five but you scroll all the way down to the bottom and ucf (laughs) is number 22 Uh, okay (laughs) don't talk about playoffs
3: (laughs) playoffs
1: Yeah, so you know, uh, the, unfortunately, the playoffs are the only way that they're they're going to be able to make their you know make make a case for that the fact that yeah. they're uh, that they're good that they can play with those teams. But uh, right now, I just don't think so, and I I don't I, like like the doc said. I think they did a great job uh, of capturing an opportunity to market themselves yeah. and take advantage of, of what they're doing uh, at the school. And listen, hats off to them. They're going to have a phen- I think they're going to be good next year as well. They might they might they have a pretty uh tough uh out of out of schedule uh, couple games. I don't know if you've seen those, Doc. Have you seen the uh the 2018 schedule for uh for um UCF next year? I have not. Uh, well, I think a couple they're out of they're out of conference games next year, I believe. They play at North Carolina. They go then go to the Fighting Lane Kiffins. And then they go the very next weekend they play Pittsburgh. So, yeah, if they, I mean, if they if they uh, if they win those games
2: and, and end up uh, you know undefeated, then then they may they may have the ability to make some noise. Yeah,
3: whoa I mean, whoa whoa whoa. The Fighting Lane Kiffins, if they beat them,
2: are you? Well, no 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 no. No, but if, if they beat North Carolina, if they beat Pittsburgh, then they've at least beat some well-known not not powerhouses, but well-known Power Five schools, and maybe maybe then they could make the argument to deserve to be in the playoffs at that point. But you have to beat some well-known power five schools to even have a
1: chance to make that argument. Yeah. I actually agree with what Aaron said, you know, as far as the branding goes, you know, a lot of that has to do with TV and marketability and, you know, it's just who they pub up, you know, and I just think they beat Auburn. I don't care what people say about what Auburn was thinking during the game. Uh, but like you said, Doc, I mean, they're going to go play at North Carolina. They're going to play. Listen, the Fighting Lane Kippins, for all intents and purposes, they could come in and mop the floor with UCF next year. I mean, that's they're they're, they're a pretty damn good team too. Uh, you know, and Pittsburgh just beat Miami last year or this year. So I mean, that's a pretty good non non, non uh out of conference schedule. So uh, I'm I'm okay with it. And like the Doc says, if they can win those games, I think they got an opportunity there.
2: Yeah, they, you know, they were, very, they were very fortunate this year that they played Auburn in the playoffs. And, and the only way you can make the claim that they're claiming is because Auburn happened to beat Georgia and Alabama. So if they played a different team, I, I don't think they would be making this claim. So, again, they're, they're just taking advantage of how things unfolded for them 100%. I actually picked
3: UCF to beat Auburn in the bowl game.
1: Yeah, of course you did because they're the best team.
3: <laughs> no, I, know, I understand college football. I mean, you have, Auburn beat Alabama, yeah, that's their biggest rival. And, and Alabama is divided into two sections, Auburn and, Al- and, and the Crimson Tide. That's huge. Georgia, yeah, they beat Georgia, but Georgia came back and spanked them.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think you'll underestimate the the power of momentum and emotion in sports. You see it all the time in yeah. basketball. You see it in football. When, when you get emotion and you got momentum on your side – um, you know, you can have a much a much more successful outcome. Exactly. Once, again,
1: you, once again, you guys are listening to the 3 and Out Show on Blog Talk Radio uh, with Sammy G and the Doc and our co-producer, Sean. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 657-383-1684. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We only have a little bit of time left here. And, guys, believe it or not, the regular season is done. Post-season is done. We are done with college football for 2017, uh, and the only thing left we have now is is All Star Games. And luckily for us, we were able to uh, to partner up with the Spiral. I want to say Spiral, Spiral Tropical Bowl. uh, Spiral, a (laughs) Spiral Tropical Bowl. (laughs) It's it's the the Greek version. Yeah, Spiral. Yeah, I wanted to say Spiral, but I gave it Spiral. Uh, But the Spiral Tropical Bowl, which is a college football all-star game uh, with some of the greatest talent in college football, Uh, the fourth largest uh, all-star game out, you know, the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine game, the NFLPA game, and then the Tropical Bowl. Um, It's a great game. They've they've been getting bigger and bigger year in and year out. Uh, It's going to be January 12th through the 14th in Daytona Beach, Florida. We are going to actually be broadcasting live from one of the practices on January the 13th, Saturday, this Saturday, uh, from noon to about 2 or 3 o'clock, uh, it's going to be a great day. We actually have a ton of giveaways, and we're going to be giving away, uh, you know, gift cards to eateries. we are actually got a gym membership. We're going to be giving away a three-month free gym membership. Uh, we've got a, a car dealership, who's, uh, Spanos Motors, who are our title sponsor. Uh, they're giving away free oil changes and a basket full of uh all, all cool things uh, involving your vehicle. Um, we've got other places uh, like uh, some restaurants in town, Tia Corey's, uh, uh, Steve's Famous Diner, Town Saverna, there's no shock there, uh, Hooligans, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of other, uh, other cool places to go. We actually got passes to the Museum of Arts. You're welcome. I went and got that. I probably, probably didn't know I knew where that was. <laughs> <laughs> and the planetarium, which would be pretty cool for our listeners. Uh and any way to get in our listeners, you gotta call in and we're gonna it's gonna be trivia. So we're gonna have some kind of trivia. It could be football trivia, it could be trivia of Daytona Beach, Florida, or it could be trivia of our past uh broadcast. So you might want to go back and listen to some of the because we could be asking some things that we mentioned in some of those. So it's going to be a fun time, and we're going to be interviewing some players, some agents. Hopefully we can get some scouts on. Uh, there might be some parents and fans we'll talk to. It's just going to be a pretty fun day uh, out there at the field, and we're looking forward to it uh, coming up uh, In actually Saturday, this Saturday the 13th uh, at noon. Uh, we'll make sure that we post everything on, on our, on our uh, social media so people know uh, you know, when things are happening uh, But the game, if you guys just want to come to the game It's uh, Sunday, January the 14th at, uh actually starts at 9 a.m., believe it or not It's the only All-Star game in the history of All-Star games That starts at 9 a.m. Uh, on Sunday So I'm guessing they did that because of the playoffs NFL playoffs, give it to me, Doc, uh, Doc Playoffs? Give... Don't there, talk
0: about Playoffs? <laughs> are you kidding
3: me?
1: Playoffs? That thing makes me laugh <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> Doc, uh, are you looking forward to Saturday's giveaways, man? we got a ton of local businesses supporting our cause, man. It's, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, and I appreciate all the uh, businesses out there that that uh, are
2: willing to do that. And please come down and check it out. There'll be a lot of uh, good athletes down there. it be a good time and uh, have a lot of fun there with a three-and-out show live from the
1: Tropical Bowl. Definitely. And some players, just to – Some key players that are going to be down there that that, that players to watch are guys like Niles Scott uh, from Frostburg State. He's a defensive lineman who they say is basically the – I hate to use him because people don't like him, but he plays just like Indomitian Sioux. I just don't know if he steps on people's throats or chokes anybody. Let's hope that he doesn't. Uh, Charles Nelson, local product from Daytona Beach, Florida, went to the University of Oregon, uh, was an uh, all-Pac-12 first-teamer, special-team guy uh, as a sophomore. I also have Danny Etling, the starting quarterback from LSU, Doc, who we watched uh, together oh, wow. in Gainesville this year. And uh, I, I particularly like Danny Etling. I think he's a great competitor, uh, tough, hard-nosed kid. He can throw the ball over the field. Um, the only thing I don't like about LSU is they tried to uh, ruin a, a very touching moment, Tom Petty moment, uh, in the fourth <laughs> quarterback so Their fan tried to play through the Tom Petty moment uh, during the uh, salute to Tom Petty. Uh, the first time I ever heard that song, uh, there, there it is right there. Won't <laughs> back down. First time I ever heard that song was this year at the LSU-Tennessee or LSU-Florida game in Kingsville. Uh, hey, can also, we'll can say, I bring
3: up another story while we still have yeah, a, a minute?
1: Yeah, let me finish just up with name. want to get names. you guys,
3: uh, if you guys heard about the,
1: uh, okay, the story. Okay, just come right um, in with it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had to cut you, you off just,
3: sometimes, or I wouldn't get it right. Like, oh,
1: Stop, Sammy G. Own.
3: Did you guys hear the story <laughs> of Deion Sanders kind of putting the old kibosh on Emory Jones at the Under Armour game? Is, is, not, is it real?
2: Is it? I heard it. Is, is it a real oh. story, or or is it a, is it a social media aberration? Yeah, you were there. Tell tell me your thoughts. I,
3: yeah, I was there. I I okay. When he I I. I, I I did kind of. I was. I was wondering why. I mean, every play was a running play, and he. I mean, he didn't even run the ball hardly. It was, I mean, he just kept handing it off, handing it off. He threw it two or three times the whole the whole game, and he really yeah. wasn't in that much. That and I and I remember the other quarterback that they had. I think his last name was. I think he's going to LSU. I think I'm not sure. His name's Thompson Robinson. Was his
2: last yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, UCLA. UCLA that guy. UCLA. They opened the book up for that guy. To, going to UCLA. UCLA. I think. That's yeah. right. Correct. They, yeah, the other for him,
3: he could do everything.
2: Yeah, the other the other part of the conspiracy story is that uh, the running back, uh, I think it was Washington or something, uh, he played he played for Dion Sanders' high school deal in Dallas. So I, I, yeah, I don't know why
3: he was I think he was a slash kind of wide receiver yeah, running back. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I, I don't know if it was as much him trying to sabotage Emory Jones as it was him trying to get his his running back a lot of publicity. But yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah,
3: the Washington, that guy's good. I mean, he, he he was in the wide receiver competition, and him and Schwartz tied. The, Let me know uh, what I
2: can talk about. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so uh, yeah, so. Yeah.
3: I, I did find it weird, though. He wasn't allowed to pass, and it was the same running play over and over.
2: Yeah. And I did find I saw, it really I,
3: weird. and he didn't play I so
2: I saw a lot, of, a lot of players did not have very complimentary things to say about Dion, uh during that game. So, you know, who well, knows?
3: I'm sorry. Now, these are high school kids, okay? And I was in the locker room with my cameraman. And, like, they're getting pumped up. They're playing music. They're getting pumped up. I'm sorry, but you're an adult. These are kids. And you're playing a song called Glocks and Pills. You're talking about guns and drugs, and they're dancing to it, getting pumped up to this song. That's I just, good. I, and he's dancing right along with them, and I'm, I'm sitting in the back watching. It's like, I, I can't believe this is going on.
1: What should they have been listening to? No it's the trip in? No well, it's the my gosh, at no, least knock the knock that, that version in. of it. Or
2: else it would be karate kicking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm just saying, you have a leader playing these kind of songs for these kids. I mean, that has nothing to do with football. I mean – anything all you do is win any some kind of, some kind of song like that but i mean especially in today's society what is going on the it, craziness to play that and these kids are, get dancing pumped up i mean they got pumped up to this song and Dion's right there dancing with them to this and i'm like i cannot believe this happened yeah it's a different world out there buddy it is so much so, I'm, so I'm much old. as though the,
1: your producer cut you off in the middle of a bit so it's uh, this world's a crazy this world's a crazy uh, crazy world all around here.
4: <laughs> so uh
1: back, back to my Tropical Bowl players to watch. Uh just a couple more here. Uh the last two I got are Wilson Bell, uh offensive lineman from Auburn, uh who actually transferred from Florida State to Auburn. Uh and also Colton Jumper. I wouldn't let this get out of here. The middle linebacker from the University of Tennessee, uh also a, a player to watch here at the uh at the two thousand and eighteen Tropical Bowl. Uh, this Saturday again at uh, Daytona Beach Municipal Stadium, Larry Kelly Field. Uh, guys, good show tonight.
2: Right, Sammy, Sam, isn't the thing Saturday
1: at uh, New Smyrna? Yeah, our, our broadcast is Saturday the thirteenth at New Smyrna Beach Sports Complex. Uh, we'll be starting at twelve o'clock, uh, and I'll have uh, we'll have a uh, one of our, uh, our our I guess our co 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 hosts. Uh, is going to be on with me. Not going to be the doc. We're going to have uh, JZL on. Uh, he's going to be with me at the game because my co-host and my co-producer won't be in attendance. Uh, both of them have previous engagements, uh, and they can't get away. But uh, nonetheless, Sammy G, the guy who obviously talks too much on here, will be full force and going, going 100 miles an hour, as always, when it comes to college football. Doc. I wanted to ask you this, uh, since we're on here now and we'll do it live. Uh, should we talk? Do we tell our listeners that yeah. we're, uh, we're we're going to we'll be doing this? We'll do it live. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> should we tell our listeners about a three and outs going to be expanding into baseball uh, this year? Uh,
2: apparently, we are. Yeah, we'll go and tell them that. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> listeners, stay tuned. You know, we're, we're going to keep going through football, but three and out, uh, we, we kind of made the show name because three and out in football, three strikes, you're out in baseball. So we're going to uh, move into slowly kind of move into baseball season here and talk about a lot of the, uh, a lot about football or season about baseball going forward here through the spring and into the summer until we get into more football talk. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. We'll have a lot more topics going on here in the future. And uh, something that I just saw actually on Twitter, Doc, I don't know if you saw this or not, but our own uh, West Florida Argos head coach, Pete Chinnick was named Division II coach of the year this year. So congrats yeah. out to him. Good for you, Coach. We're really happy for you. Yeah, definitely. We're very happy for you. And, uh, you know, obviously West Argos, n- another great story in, in, in football uh, in the 2017 season as well.
2: Yeah, speaking, of of, uh, speaking of speaking of West Florida, I was in Destin, Florida, over the weekend at Acme Oyster House and had some of the best oysters in the state of Florida. I'd it, put it it not, out there. It's
1: not it's not the best, I would say. It's pretty, pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably number one if I had to guess. Number one oyster yeah. place. In yeah. Without, I'm never, one. I'm never eating oysters, but I'm gonna say they're number one. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, final thoughts, guys. Anything before we get out of here tonight, Sean? Not so anything? much. <laughs> You're, uh, no, of if
2: I
3: have a blessed day. Hey, are you,
2: are you gonna do a? Are you gonna do another uh, plan for another signing day show? You guys think, or um, that that's coming up in February? So we'll uh, keep an eye yeah, out for, for 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 potential another live signing day show. Uh, that was one of our one of our most followed uh, shows uh, on our broadcast. So um, props to, to yep. Sean and Sammy oh, G for who, holding who it down. What about that one? I forgot. Yeah, no, Sean and Sammy G. That's yeah, yeah. it. man. Hold it down. Yeah. That's
3: so it, so whenever I want to interrupt you, just remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I apologize. It's all—it's—it's it's always my fault. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll just, nah, you I'm know just here you, doing. Man. I'm just here trying to make it happen, man. That's all. Well, listen, folks. Nah, we do, really appreciate everybody job. tuning in. We really appreciate. Thank you, man. I really appreciate everybody tuning in tonight uh, to the Three and Out Show here live on Blog Talk Radio. We want to go ahead and thank our guest tonight. Um, Uh, Christian Jones, former uh, uh, Alabama All-SEC player and current Saskatchewan Rough Rider, 2017 uh, Special Teams Player of the Year. And also want to thank uh, Aaron Evans, uh, starting left tackle, uh, first team All-AEC left tackle for uh, the UCF Knights, and it will be a 2018 NFL draft pick. Um, Looking forward to, uh, to seeing what happens to him in the future. Also, believe it or not, Doc this is the, he was the first all Florida uh, uh three and out all Florida member to be on the show. So, I mean we gotta we gotta respect that, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's no, great. So uh again, thanks a lot. We appreciate everyone for listening in. Uh for Sammy G, Sean and the doc, just wanna say thank you and uh Saturday, we're looking forward to hearing from everybody to call in and win some prizes. Uh, on our uh, on our uh, Tropical Bowl episode, uh, Saturday, J- uh, January 13th, live from the New Smyrna Beach Sporting Complex. Doc, Doc, take us out, man. What do you got for me tonight? Well, victory
2: formation in honor of uh, last night's game. Let's do it. Let's it.
0: There it is.
1: See you all next week at Tropical Ball. God bless. Thanks a lot, guys.